1: Low Oregon. It's Monday, May 11th. This is Elliot Noose with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Now that Governor Kate Brown has announced her criteria for reopening public life and the economy, Oregon's 36 counties are scrambling to complete their proposals and get them approved by the governor's office. Brown began accepting applications on Friday, and the Association of Oregon Counties said 23 immediately submitted one. She will process them in the order they're received in consultation with the Oregon Health Authority. Some counties could be approved to reopen as early as this coming Friday. Some smaller rural counties may immediately meet the criteria and reopen on Friday, but that timeline is harder for more populous urban counties of the Willamette Valley and particularly around the Portland metropolitan area, the driver of the state's overall economy and financial health. For counties in the Portland area, reopening is likely to come weeks later at the earliest. The new coronavirus has killed 127 Oregonians as of Sunday in 12 counties. Most of the counties looking to reopen this week have had no deaths tied to COVID-19. After being celebrated for their courage and compassion in the first wave of the coronavirus, Oregon healthcare workers are suddenly getting pay cuts, furloughs, and layoffs. Legacy Health notified employees last week that it will require nearly 6,000 of them to take temporary pay cuts or 10- to 15-day furloughs, or both. Other hospitals, big and small, have instituted similar cuts just weeks after the first wave of COVID-19 began to taper off. Last month, for example, Oregon Health and Science University announced pay cuts and other cost reductions. Providence Health and Services and Peace Health have also cut costs and didn't rule out more. At the heart of the hospital's financial problems is the ban on elective surgeries, which Governor Kate Brown loosened on May 1st, between the ban and people generally avoiding hospitals for fear of the virus, some hospital departments have seen revenue plummet 40 to 70 percent. Victim advocates say it is more daunting than ever for Portlanders affected by domestic violence to find safety and security from abusers. Services are still available, and crisis hotlines are still answering calls. But as crisis situations have increased, it's gotten more difficult to provide victims most of whom are financially strapped women an exit from a bad situation nonprofit and agency budgets are strained by the effort the oregon legislature's emergency board allocated 2 million dollars in extra funding to the domestic violence services system in april but workers in the system say that won't go very far the portland winterhawks parent company filed bankruptcy on thursday 6 weeks after the western hockey league canceled its playoffs due to the coronavirus Winterhawks owner William Gallagher allegedly failed to repay money his companies had borrowed in 2018. The lender, Bridging Financing, went to court in Toronto earlier this month and claims it took control of several of Gallagher's companies, including the hockey team. A receivership could be devastating for the Junior League hockey team. The Western Hockey League can terminate a team's ownership agreement if the franchise enters bankruptcy, and the team's lease to play in the Moda Center and Veterans Memorial Coliseum could be voided but bankruptcy documents do contain some reasons for hope for Winterhawks fans. The receiver said he has no plans to shut down the organization. He added that he hopes it will soon return to normal operations, or as normal as they can be in the coronavirus era. Thanks for listening. For more news, pick up a copy of The Oregonian, or go to OregonLive.com.